welcome to Track Listing, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. This is Nick. This is Chris. And this is Caleb. And we are uh, back together once again in person. This is a... If you can't tell by the audio quality, <laughs> we are back in person. We're back we in person. Back, baby, don't tell anyone. Podcasting has been <laughs> finally deemed essential in New York City. Uh, Thank God for that. We have... It is awkward, though. The, the audience, of course, isn't here. We're having to adjust to not being in front of a huge audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This week, I think we have a pick from Nick. I do have a pick. I've got the soundtrack to Dumb and Dumber. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> There's the remote audience. <laughs> We're piping them in. Just like the sporting arenas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Um, so this is a movie that, of course, I uh, have watched many times. A soundtrack that Same. I not that familiar with did you guys own the soundtrack anybody i never did never did on the soundtrack no how about the movie you guys own the movie oh yeah one of the first movies i owned on dvd all right i'm gonna i feel like uh it's a little bit of a bummer to say but i never really connected with this movie i know it's it's a classic with our generation but i don't like it that much but uh i was kind of bullied into it by all my friends and all my brother's friends i remember seeing it very young because it was 94 and uh i thought it was stupid i was like this is really stupid and then like my friends were like what are you talking this is hilarious and like all my brother's friends were like it's the greatest movie of all time i was like i guess so and then i was like it took me years to just find it charming versus really stupid but i loved it i I still love it okay okay i was a huge ace ventura guy and also like the mask and for some reason i just kind of like uh didn't get this one as much all of which came out in uh, 94 yeah this is, is jim carrey's big year mm-hmm. big year mm-hmm. yeah uh let's get into the first track let's uh let's listen to some of the soundtrack yeah let's do it up first we've got crash test dummies featuring ellen reed with the ballad of peter pumpkinhead immediately transported back to 94 dude i <laughs> the top yeah. of the soundtrack i remember when this was on the radio this was like uh caleb was like big and listening to alternative radio around this time and i like crash test dummies this, it's funny that they are kind of the there was a period where people were kind of pushing the edge of, of what was an acceptable voice to be in a rock song. <laughs> and this was the, the no. very farthest into the grunge voice that we ever got. <laughs> yeah, I remember my first introduction to Crash Test Dummies was when they were the musical guest on SNL. Yeah. And that was in uh, 94, season 19, episode 14. Uh, do you guys remember who the host was? When Crash Test Dummies were the musical guest. <sighs> Let's see. Um, Steven Seagal. It's Martin Lawrence. Martin La- oh, oh, yeah. This, this is, is the Martin Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence episode. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they go, they go together like, you know, 
uh, pumpkin seeds and pumpkin heads. They, they perform uh, mm, 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 yeah, mm, man. And Martin Lawrence just goes totally off the rails in that uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> I own that album, the the Crashes Dummies album that had the it's a Titian painting with their faces on some of the characters. But uh, mm-hmm. this song, I remember it charted, but this was the it's a cover of a, a ecstasy song like from the late 80s, early mm-hmm. 90s, um, which is virtually identical. It's kind of the same. There's a lot of like weird covers on this uh, soundtrack. This Long is probably the, the best of those weird covers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is playing when they uh, they come into Dante's Inferno. Uh, and this is the end of Mike Starr right after this. It's the, you know, the hot burger joint, whatever. Right. And uh, that place looks amazing, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It looks so fun. Like, <laughs> like spicy food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. Mike Starr, the Danny Aiello. <laughs> confused lookalike guy the, the mental the time the, the tom sizemore to michael madsen <laughs> yeah yeah exactly who was the uh it was a celebrity uh lady on twitter like when i think it was christy swanson was christy swanson when who danny was... aiello passed away she posted a photo of herself with mike star yeah. as if that she thought it was a photo of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no. well, and caleb <laughs> sent it to both of us and i was like yeah man it is really sad that danny aiello is dead and you're like look at the photograph <laughs> mike like, star. Oh, it is. it's mike star <laughs> man they look alarmingly similar yeah uh very much so and he's great in this movie man it's just sweaty death of like my my pills my my ulcer i did rewatch this movie for the podcast and i think the best parts are the mike star parts of like just the the kind of like having them accidentally appear to be ruthless killers Mm -hmm. Uh, that's like a really funny through line yeah I didn't buy it. <laughs> when he's like, these guys, these guys are guys. These guys are good. Yeah. Just like, Gas man, they know. How the hell do they know? <laughs> we, we killed their bird, they killed our bird. <laughs> yeah. These guys are good. <laughs> I mean, it's clear that he is like legitimately frustrated with Jim Carrey and <laughs> a lot of the scenes. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into the next track. Track two is Dead Eye Dick with New Age Girl. one of the worst lines ever recorded she don't eat meat but she sure liked the bone nice She's a vegetarian nice god this song is 90s garbage <laughs> and i thought this like uh charted right this was one of the kind of nominal charting songs off of the soundtrack i don't think we heard too much from dead eye dick in the 90s but yeah this popped up um yeah the verse to that song is like a super devo-y kind of vibe and then it's just the chorus is straight out of like a 90s sitcom Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the rembrandts yeah 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 yeah, yeah, that's what i was thinking yeah absolutely (laughs) oh man i hate it i hate to hear that sound (laughs) i'm kind of into that song (laughs) (laughs) the sexual politics of dead eye dick Uh, yeah yeah this is playing when um uh, harry meets mary for uh skiing and when they go skiing together that's that montage of uh 
you know, them fighting in the snow, making a, a snowman. Oh, yeah, that's actually, that's the funny thing about this movie is that I was watching it with Steph, who I don't think had ever seen it. And <laughs> she has like very honest reactions to 90s films that I, I you know, my, my brain is clouded by nostalgia. Yeah. So it's hard to like, and uh, for the first half, she's like, this is garbage. I hate it. And then as soon as they turn into rich dicks and Aspen, it like, it's much better. It's a yeah. much better movie. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently that was one of the first like scenes that uh, Jeff Daniels shot when he uh, came to the set. He was pretty scared he was going to lose his job. I yeah. think Jim Carrey like pulled for him pretty hard to get that role. Mm-hmm. And the studio liked the dailies they saw, but he just constantly thought he was going to get fired at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> he was talking about like the impending doom of like, um, shooting a lot of scenes where I'm the only one in them. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> it'd be really easy to get replaced. Like nothing. And then yeah, it was, Jim Carrey definitely championed him. He was like, I, I, I promise you, like I'm, I'm in your corner. Uh, which is really cool. But I, I think that was a, a sly move by Jim Carrey. He was like, I don't want anybody funny stealing my thunder. Like, I got to be the funny one. <laughs> but, well, t- okay, so you talked about this was the year of Jim Carrey where all these films came out in the same year. Yeah. So he negotiated off of the back of Ace Ventura, which I, it must not have been come out. It must have just been like people had seen how funny it was. I don't yeah. know. Or it's always make the deal before you get the next deal. He got paid fucking $7 million, right? To I, th- do this I think film? Dumb and Dumber came out in December of 94 and Ace Ventura and the Mask, right? Had come out before. Yeah. This is the last one in 94. Maybe, maybe it had come out, but he, he made a shit ton of money and Jeff Bridges made like $50,000 or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God. And Jeff Bridges is like Oscar nominated. Yeah. Uh, like, like a legitimate actor. actor. Yeah. Wasn't he in Jim terms Carrey, of, terms of Endearment? Yeah. <laughs> or we're saying that Jim Carrey is not a legitimate actor. But I mean, he was the Actually he was better. Yeah. He was the the highest paid actor in Hollywood, I think, uh the next couple of years after this. And, and also Liar this, Liar. This was fucking like, movie uh, made a ton of money. Yeah. It, it uh crushed it at the box office. I think what like 150 million or something? No, like 240 million. Oh my god. Um I saw it in the theater with my grandmother twice. <laughs> if that counts for any revenue twice, twice. with grandma yeah. <laughs> both times yeah. that's a good grandma that's a great that's grandma crazy. she didn't like that fucking movie shout out to barbara what did she think of the uh, the toilet scene <laughs> <laughs> we didn't speak of it <laughs> well the, to- the toilet scene uh, like in the deleted scene or the extra features that that scene uh, goes a little bit further mm-hmm. and he you know i think you can kind of pick up i didn't pick up on it when i was a kid but watching it this time, I was like, oh, yeah, like he's going to have to like give this guy a blowjob. Oh, oh, oh that toilet oh, that, scene. Th- there's two toilet scenes. Oh. I was thinking Jeff Daniels just like oh, that crapping scene. his brains out. And, and oh, Lauren during Holly's. that. Yeah, she was like, what are we doing in this movie theater? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, apparently uh, Seabass, like they filmed the scene of him just like actually assaulting Jim oh, Carrey. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, For manly love. What is, yeah, he like pulls out his... his dick and then like he's like jim carrey's like no no because and that's why he's it just cuts in the thumb. movie right yeah. you just see him sucking his thumb when <laughs> harry finds him and you're like what yeah, just what happened, happened here <laughs> and then it just cuts one of the many strange cuts in this movie well we were talking before this that like this is a pretty dark movie all said and done <laughs> and it like it seemed like it was on track to be a much darker one like and the, and the family brothers you know they're they're no stranger to some really sick twisted stuff uh, that's like spun into humor, but um, yeah, it could have gotten way worse. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, so it's dumb and dumber, but it's also like, like kind of bad and like terrible 
terrible person. <laughs> like, yeah. Lloyd Christmas goes so dark. In, like, he's like a really bad person. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because he'll do things that's like, oh, he's dumb and he's funny. And then he does something and he seems like really sharp and evil. <laughs> like, X lacks in the coffee. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Just, I mean, knowingly stealing money, you know? Uh, <laughs> and stalking a woman for far too long. Lauren Holly, by the way. Who, oh, yeah, they did get married, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I a short they, duration. Mm hmm. Yeah. She, you guys might know her from the uh, the Bruce Lee biopic that was a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> Just kidding. No one saw that. Apparently they met. I might, I might she that. she auditioned for Ace Ventura, uh, mm-hmm. but didn't get the role, and that's where they met and started uh, their relationship. Oh, Courtney Cox. Tough to beat Courtney Cox. That's right. All right, what do we got next, Nikki? Let's jump into track three, Echo Belly, Insomniac. that's uh it's definitely like so this is a brit pop act uh it's definitely like smith's adjacent i feel like she's trying to do a, a bit of a morrissey voice there uh but it, it it really misses with me and i love the smiths but this one <laughs> i don't know what do you guys think i don't remember that song being in the film but uh it's when they're uh, when they first meet seabass speaking of seabass the first uh, time in the, in the diner in the diner yeah, yeah. yeah that's right that's the uh soup of the day or the soup du jour. I'll have the soup of the day. Sounds good. I'll have that. <laughs> and the, um, the woman that works at the counter is reading this uh, ridiculous book. The title is, um, Of Course You're Angry, A Guide to Dealing with the Emotions of Substance Abuse. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Dark. Yeah. And she's, I mean, like, is so in tune with her demeanor in that. She's like, what do you, what do you want? Just come on. Seabass. Uh, Seabass on that? Pick up our check. Yeah. Seabass? Seabass said that? (laughs) That's uh, him over there. It's a good trick. Have you guys ever tried to pull a fast one? No. Put Put the tab on somebody else? I read that, uh, I think that that was from a movie with Jeff Daniels in it. I think that was Inside Joe. Oh, is that Joe. the reference? Oh, so at the end, it's like, homage. where did you learn about that? It's like, oh, I saw it in a movie. I yeah, think it was, it was some movie. There. Slit like, their throats. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, that's happened. I've been on the reciprocating side of that. Oh, really? <laughs> a few people have I'm just, I remember I was at, um, there was this place called The Music Farm in Charleston, and, uh, I was like, yeah, can I close up my tab? And he's like, what's the name? And I was like, Darden. And the guy like double takes and he goes, you just tried to close out your tab, right? I was like, no. And he goes, well, then that guy. And he points to somebody who just disappeared into the crowd. <laughs> he was like, that guy just put a ton of uh, drinks on you and tried to close out your card. I thought you just, and I was like, oh man, no, that's, it's not me. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Did you catch up with the guy? I, I assume it was like a, a fraternity brother of mine or something, uh, but no, never saw never saw who he was pointing at. But it's a phantom. <laughs> it's a phantom. He's I've, gone. I've had that thought before, where I think especially with you, you're a generous guy. Sometimes when we're we used to go out drinking back in the before times, before times, yeah. there'd be a lot of like get, get one on my, and I'd be like, oh, and then I kind of like go up and it's like, oh, Darden, I kind of point at you and you give like the. <laughs> Just waving. Hey! <laughs> right here. here. And I'm just like, ah, oh, can I get some jalapeno poppers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, Nikki, what do we got? What do we got next? Nothing more on Echo Belly. <laughs> Echo Be- didn't find much on Echo Belly TBH. Like, we haven't heard the last of Echo Belly. It's like, narrator, they heard the last of it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the last time they ever heard, heard from that band Belly. on track listing. <laughs> Sayonara. <laughs> Let's jump into track four. This is Pete Droge with If You Don't Love Me, I'll Kill Myself. <laughs> Jeez. Emotional blackmail of Peter Drogue, Drogi, Peter Drogi, Droge. Uh, Me and my Peter Drogue. It's a very common thing with a lot of kind of, I think, retroactively uh, distasteful '90s. Uh, I would say tropes that a lot of these bands I would read on there. It's like they uh, stated that it was a uh, tongue-in-cheek. Uh, and I was like, yeah, of course yeah, right. I was. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> so irony. The '90s was all about irony. You know that. <laughs> the crazy thing about listening to this soundtrack is like, not that I ever listened to uh, Pete Droge or ever knew who he was, but just just how ingrained some of these songs are in my mind. <laughs> yeah, just from having seen the movie, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. a thousand times. This is this is during the snowball and uh, snowman fight. I guess the earlier song was playing just when they are first skiing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But this is really the montage, and it, and yeah, it, it took me right back there when I heard. I was like, building oh, yeah, a snowman. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. <laughs> I mean, this it's the song is not as bad as it is cringy. Like it sounds like a normal like kind of jangly '90s song. I could kind of see how it's tongue in cheek though, because it is so over the top. I mean, like you know, love songs have probably peaked until. Uh, yeah, there's not much to say about love, and we figured that out in the 70s and the 80s. <laughs> I, feel, I mean, I feel like 90s rock was all about being overly earnest. It was like a, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I don't I don't believe him. <laughs> you think he was being dead serious? Yeah, yeah, I think he was being dead serious. Oh god. <laughs> Well, Peter, I hope you're. I hope you're well out there. The, uh, the I'll kill you. myself is uh, in parentheses in the title of the song. <laughs> well, I guess that it's doesn't mean that it's ironic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he, it's ironic. When he did sing it, he would put air quotes every time. Uh, just everybody yeah. in the crowd, make sure you. It was his shtick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there's ever been a singer that's like, and remember air quotes on these. Lines. Steven Tyler used to do that. He would, dude looks like a lady. Yeah, dude looks like a lady. Looks like a lady. <laughs> air quotes. <laughs> uh, the forgotten art of parentheses and titles <laughs> should we hear track number five yeah let's do it i'd love to we've got the primitives with crash the 95 mix Yeah. 
that song might be good. <laughs> I, I love that song. Okay, so this is a version they re-recorded in the 90s. I think the original is from the late 80s. And uh, yeah. independent, have nothing to do with this. I listen to this song uh, regularly. Yeah. This is actually a really, really good. I have not. This version is like a little bit worse. It's it's pretty similar, but uh, gotcha. the primitives are fucking good. I really just want to go on a road trip now. Yeah, <laughs> not necessarily to deliver a briefcase to somebody I drove to the airport, but <laughs> I need a project. You know, yeah, man, not much to do these days. We could record the podcast on the road. Let's do it. The only mobile podcast. <laughs> uh yeah no i love this song no, this, this song uh, is is really i literally i was listening to it on the road uh just like a week ago nice oh, amazing it's a great song this is <laughs> early contender for best song on dumb and dumber soundtrack <laughs> hey you heard it here first <laughs> listeners <laughs> i do uh yeah I, the only lyrics i can ever remember that from that song are like yeah Shut your mouth. <laughs> Such an aggressive. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I'm driving right now, okay? <laughs> this is when Lloyd is taking over driving and he drives oh, completely in the wrong way. Uh, leading them to think that John Denver is full of shit. Yeah, where do did, where did they drive exactly? Does they get into Nebraska at that point instead of Colorado? Yeah, they go east, right? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, West. Yeah, West. West. West? No, no, East. Because they're coming east. from uh, Rhode Island. They're coming from Providence yes. and trying yeah. to get to yeah. Colorado. And it's he fucks up when he is holding uh, Harry's nose when he's snoring or whatever. And then they just like, go like towards Nebraska or something. <laughs> Anything else on uh, the primitives? Uh, you know, it's a, a British band. I, I haven't listened to a ton of I guess it's um, this is definitely their hit. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think they had any other big. Mm. It's funny. Toppers. We're we're getting used to being back in person. Everybody, uh, <laughs> just bear with us. Spoiler: Like in the next episode, we're gonna be talking about bands uh, re-recording their songs for whatever reasons, and we should talk about like on uh, Pretty in Pink, uh, the Psychedelic Furs re-recorded their their like titular song for that, and it's always yeah. it's always worse. It's always worse when bands re-record. It's yeah. always worse. Mm -hmm. And this one is the least worst of a lot of uh, re-recorded. Um, for a soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. But for some, and it was always like 80s and 90s. I think a lot of times it had to do with uh, whether they had access to the masters or rights or whatever. Oh, yeah, this this is titled Crash the 95 Mix. But so they're trying to update it for the times, I suppose. I guess it sounds a little more current, but it's very similar like it might be kind of like a taylor swift re-recording her uh, catalog to own the masters type of situation mm -hmm. yeah but she's kind of they've added that um like electric kazoo in that like i don't know it's more like though in the background yeah. i don't know what that noise is 80s, band, 80s bands usually added like an unnecessary saxophone for whatever reason but yeah. it didn't happen here and i think that saves the track <laughs> i do have good news for you guys the uh the next track uh, also has parentheses in the title mm. uh, wait with bated breath this is track six willie one blood with whiny whiny <laughs> what really drives me crazy Okay, 
kind of random, but like the first thing I thought when I heard this guy rapping, is this the same guy that's like the rapping frog in Parappa the Rapper? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Sounds almost exactly the same. Ah, <laughs> uh, this guy, a couple of things about. First of all, white guy. White guy. Uh, big surprise. Uh, yeah. I thought well, it was an octopus, by the way. A rapping octopus. Oh, no, maybe there's both. A Sorry. lizard? What, what was that guy? <laughs> you got that funky <laughs> flow. Yeah, that was an octopus. Uh, Willie One Blood, also an actor. He was in The Professional. He was one of, uh, I think he was maybe one of Gary Oldman's goons that gets murked or, by. Or maybe maybe just some drug genre. Mm. Um <laughs> This is like peak 90s uh, Jamaican cultural appropriation <laughs> pop garbage. Yeah. Yeah. If they put this Very song catchy. on the soundtrack, they definitely should have put the song that plays over the title credits. Yeah, well, that's in the movie. That's a big omission on this. Uh, maybe yeah. Terrible Soundtrack <laughs> is a Maybe Terrible Song that was featured heavily that wasn't on the soundtrack. Are we going to listen to that? Yeah, it's called Boom Shaka Lock by Apache Indian. You're talking about appropriation? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh. And if times start getting tough, I might have to start driving for Uber or Lyft. And uh, I'm just, if I do, gonna I'm just going to have to have that lock. song on loop. It's <laughs> <laughs> all that's going to play. Yeah. If you invest in a uh, dog car, then I think you could, you could get a far. Oh, the Shaggin' Wagon. Yeah, the Shaggin' Wagon. You get a bunch more rides if people get in the Shaggin' Wagon. <laughs> My God, that would just be terrifying to me. <laughs> You're waiting for your <laughs> Uber to show up and you see this dog truck. It would get so filthy so quickly. <laughs> Especially in Bushwick. Oh my yeah, God. I mean, God. You're just driving by fire hydrants all the time. <laughs> yeah, just be wet. Oh, God. Yeah, you accidentally brush up against it as you're getting into your car, and it's like, ugh. It's your, like, ra- your radiance would be out of control, though. Yeah, I, got yeah. a, I got a bright future ahead of me with this song. <laughs> uh, Apache Indian. Apache Indian. I'd say both yeah. of these songs are bad songs. I mean, it's funny that I, I would assume that these musicians would take themselves um, seriously to a certain degree, and then their high point would be included in this like screwball comedy, and maybe that would be a wake-up call. For like, oh, you're, yeah. you're doing like the cheesiest fucking reggae bullshit. That's probably <laughs> happened quite a few times with bands that have taken themselves seriously and then they see it in the context of the movie and they're like, oh, we're like a joke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not good. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably break up. <laughs> it's like, are we zany? We're not zany. It's like, yeah, oh, man, uh, we've been zany for a long time. That's why they uh, uh, licensed our song, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wake up call. Uh, Apache Indian's real name is Steve Kapoor. Uh, he's okay. a British reggae guy. Um, so I guess... Uh, Brit reg? Mm-hmm. Brit reg. <laughs> uh, but yeah, <laughs> but you bring up, uh, you know, the... Um, like this is a peak uh, white reggae time or, or white. Um, yeah, well, I always I always think whatever. of snow as being like the you know Canadian yeah. white guy. Informa. <laughs> 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 um, I don't think I know what song you're mentioning. <laughs> it was. Oh, like, let's do it again from the top. One, two, three, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, who needs Spotify? <laughs> 
uh, Jim Carrey did a parody of uh, Informer on um, In Living Color. And it was oh, called yeah. Imposter. Okay. And they were joking around about, like, you know, white guy doing, like, a super thick Jamaican <laughs> accent from Canada. And is they it, also, yeah, you know, Isn't Jim Carrey Canadian, too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And he also rips on a Rob Van Winkle, a.k.a. Vanilla Ice. I mean, it was all coming out. It was all coming out. Right <laughs> this now. was a pre-woke Jim Carrey. <laughs> you're not oh. exactly sure when the woke Jim Carrey... Uh, manifested itself. I, I like woke Jim Carrey. I think People it was like maybe after Liar Liar, I think or maybe after Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. A lot of good points and a lot of millions of dollars. That's what I think he is. <laughs> well, he's just he's he's preaching this thing where like he's like I'm I'm not Jim Carrey. Like you're Jim Carrey. Yeah. Like, there is no, t- no. There is no Jim Carrey. There, there is no Jim Carrey. <laughs> you're just as much him as I am, or I was. <laughs> when you when you can just blanket yourself in millions of '90s dollars, you just kind of sink into consciousness, and everything is is a piece. And uh, we just don't we don't experience that. <laughs> I, um, I was listening to a, a Bobby Lee's podcast, and I can't remember what his co-host is on one of those podcasts, but the redheaded guy. He's like, yeah, I made the mistake of, uh, I like, I barely know Jim Carrey. I've met him like four or five times. And I was like, so where are you living these days, Jim? And he just looks at me. He's like, ah, kind of all over the place, man. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> yeah, I forgot to ask the almost billionaire. Like, why did I ask the almost billionaire? Like, so where are, you, where are you living? He's like, he's got multiple places he can, wherever he needs to be is basically what he was saying. I think he was just on uh, Jimmy Fallon last week and mentioned that he just, uh, during the coronavirus, decided to buy a place up in Montana. Yeah. So he's just relocated out in the middle of nowhere. I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, if you ask my, uh, my accountant, I live in Vanuatu. <laughs> <laughs> this guy seems exciting. I'm in the Seychelles. It's uh, one of the most glamorous tax havens. Yeah. <laughs> You're free to paint whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, by all accounts, you know, he's a, Jim Carrey is a, a decent human being. I think he's he kind of lost his mind during the Man on the Moon uh, Truman Show era. Um, yeah, I've seen some documentary pieces about the making Man on the Moon, and it's, yeah. it kind of gets disturbing where what, he won't get out of character. What's the name of that documentary? Um, um Oh, I haven't watched Andy it, and me or something like that. Andy and I or Andy, Andy and me, and me, me and Andy, me and Andy yeah. um, listeners. Yeah. It, it's a, uh, it's a little frustrating to watch because you're like, just like, just act, man. <laughs> like no one really cares. Like say if that ups your performance by 10%, uh, which you still didn't win an Oscar or anything for it. So like, yeah, the ends don't justify the means to me. I think he was such an asshole and like ruined everybody's time involved with that. But um, there's some backstage scene where he's like in heaven win an Oscar. I mean, yeah, honestly, come on. There's there's some clip of him where he's like in half of his Tony Clifton makeup and his yeah. cheeks are falling off and he's smoking a cigarette at his trailer and they're you know the guy's like how you doing today, Jim? And he's just like only responds, you know, and Tony Clifton or Andy Kaufman. It's like, <laughs> they're like, all right, well, we're going to move on. Okay, man. Yeah. <laughs> like you got to put a mic on you. Milos Foreman just screaming. At oh, yeah. <laughs> Milos just losing his mind. Cause he was like, I don't know how to deal with you. He's like, Jim, I just need to talk to Jim. <laughs> talk to Jim. Like, ah, I can't talk to him. Like, oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right, Nikki, what do we got next? Let's jump into track number seven. This is Gigolo Aunts with Where I Find My Heaven. Hey, Monday morning. 
was uh talking earlier about how we were we we reached the limits of grunge voice and this is uh like testing the outer limits of bad 90s band names gigolo aunts it's one of those things where <laughs> well it's like what would have happened if pearl jam like never hit it big and you like somebody was like did you ever hear the band pearl jam you'd be like what Ugh, gross gigolo I, ants that's very true it's like dude if the gigolo ants turned out to be the beatles people would be like oh yeah it's a great classic band the name, funny gigolo thing about ants. band names were, man it's just like they're all know. terrible they're all terrible yeah yeah until you make it big and then you're like oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i'm surprised we didn't hear more from that band in the 90s because you know it, it has that quintessential 90s you know alt rock sound this is yeah jangle taken overboard this is like um very, I, very produced. I love a lot mm. of like '80s jangly British bands, and uh, I'm like, when I say I love, like I'm a total sucker. There's like a lot of bands that are probably in honest, like maybe a little mediocre, but I love listening to that sound. And this is like over that hill, and it's going into like jangly '90s, and, uh, and you know, it's a little hard on the ears. Yeah, I wonder, like, for the music supervisors, if they had just like run out of money or like hadn't budgeted for the songs that they actually wanted and this was like the b soundtrack that they scrapped together because they spent a lot of money on shooting the movie it suits the movie and this is all very 90s very kind of uh energetic over the top gross 90s jangle (laughs) pop whatever there's all these like sweeping uh i mean this really is like it's a buddy comedy road trip movie and these are perfect road songs i think you know and this this one plays when uh lloyd has traded in the truck for the little motorbike and he sees harry on the side of the road he's picking him up <laughs> i gotta say if that scene happened which is a funny scene but if that happened and there was a, one of my favorite songs happening in the background it would be disconcerting <laughs> i'd be like this is a great fucking song and it kind of ruins this scene of these idiots doing something <laughs> <laughs> so you, I, you can't have too much earnesty yeah yeah you need to have yeah, like you, know. you need to have the gigolo ants <laughs> we got gigolo ants a lot of i i should say gigolo aunts gigolo aunts, aunts please yeah. yeah they're british <laughs> do you guys want to jump into track number eight oh okay let's do it this is hurdy gurdy man by butthole surfers uh, I mean, I guess I spoke too soonly about the worst 90s band names. But this <laughs> I was going to say, you were mentioning uh, dumb band names? But that's, this proves my point in that I didn't bring up Butthole Surfers because I know them. Yeah. And so you become inured to the worst band name in the world. Yeah. And so you start to... I mean, they have like... I think we've talked to it on, on the podcast before about their uh, their sordid history of of bad band names that they kept changing. Oh, yeah. 
Um, One of my buddies, like in high school, was always trying to get me to listen to the Butthole Surfers. Yeah. And, you know, he would just play me shit like this and just sounded terrible. And, like, just like Gabby, oh. Gabby Haynes, were they a Texas band? I think they were a Texas band, right? I don't know. Maybe. I believe they were. Yeah. Gabby Haynes? I think that was the okay. singer. This, I should say that this is a terrible cover of an already bad Donovan song. I, yeah, Hurdy Gurdy Man. Yeah, as, yeah. I should say, I, I am a fan of Donovan. I like Donovan quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But this is, of all his, um, you know, quote-unquote hits, this is probably my least favorite. Well, they're using that, like, weird vocal tremolo effect that, like it's that kind of moment in the studio where you're like, just because you can doesn't necessarily mean you should. This is definitely, and that's uh, like their whole career. Somebody's, (laughs) somebody's first finding out about some studio tool and they're all, they're all trying to catch up to like Sergeant Pepper or something. Yeah. It's like my Sergeant Pepper is going to be hurdy gurdy, man. (laughs) If I had a fucking nickel for every time I heard that making a record, (laughs) it's going to be like our Sergeant Peppers. Uh, here we go here's to another miserable month (laughs) you guys vamp a little bit i'm gonna i'm gonna look up the uh the band names of the butthole surfers this is uh this is playing when uh the aforementioned mental uh dies uh yes and (laughs) yes and (laughs) um it's when he dies and they um uh, they're driving away. But um, if you guys are fans of Mike Starr, I mentioned Steven Seagal earlier, and there was maybe one of the funniest uh, scenes in any movie ever of um, the Steven Seagal movie where he's in Alaska. What's that movie? Hard Target or something? No. On Deadly Ground. On I Deadly think. Ground. Excuse me. On Deadly Ground. And you they, asked the right person. <laughs> he plays the uh, the hand slap game. Oh, yeah. Steven Seagal is playing the hand slap game with one of the oil been, workers. He's been bullying some of the indigenous it's, folks. It's one of yeah, the most Mike ridiculous Star. scenes ever yeah. shot. Yeah. And he's like, you miss, I get to hit you. I like I miss you get to hit me and he's like sounds good to me I'm a fat fucking idiot you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah he just kicks uh, Steven Scott just kicks the crap out of Mike Starr and then he's like what does it take for a man to change <laughs> and then Mike Starr's <laughs> like I need time <laughs> I need time <laughs> so good it's, oh, it's so amazing oh, watch yeah on deadly ground. Yeah, Mike Starr's co-star in uh, Dumb and Dumber, Karen Duffy, I remember having a big crush on from her um, part in uh, Richie Rich. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, not Richie Rich. Um, oh. Her part in... Um, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I just lied. I just lied. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. No. oh, yeah, yeah. totally. No, uh, her part in Blank Check. Blank Check. Yeah, she's the... Somehow, like, an 11-year-old has a crush on this, like, 25 year old who's like likes him back yeah. which makes no sense and i was like wait what oh no saying there's a chance <laughs> there's a chance man uh, what do you got caleb all right uh butthole surfers before before they became before they locked into the name they were uh the dick clark five which is funny yeah nine centimeters worm makes own food hate it terrible hmm. the vodka family winston's just relax ashtray baby heads <laughs> Ed Asner is gay. Fred Astaire's asshole. The right to eat Fred Astaire's asshole, which is better than... Let's put, that one of the band members is like, what about this? And he's like, let's put it in the Fred Astaire pile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our, our Astaire pile is piling up. Yeah, We have an Astaire pile. And then uh, they, they went for a while with Zip Gun, which is all right. Yeah, and then another one, before they settled, the in, 
inalienable right to eat Fred Astaire's asshole. <laughs> another, another Astaire. Yeah. Well, like the estate of it's Fred a hat Astaire. on a hat. Is yeah. What we call yeah it. That's it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just Ed Asner is gay. He'd be like, what? What? There's a band called what? <laughs> Sue them, please. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Thank you for that, Caleb. That was very uh, that was, informative. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Pepper. For the record, I like Pepper. <laughs> Pepper's great. That's a great song. We do have a track number nine before we take a break. This is the Suns featuring Brett Riley with "Too Much of a Good Thing." Very much the same sound, but for some reason I like it a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not not the butthole surfers, but probably the last uh, couple of tracks before it, that. It is too much of a good thing. All those '90s, all these '90s alt songs have like the exact same production value. They have the same snare sound. It's like the same guitars. It's but, just all. The, it's just wallpaper. But it's great. But can they hit the high note? Can that they hit the, that high C. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, that's, that was an impressive. Oh, damn it! <laughs> it's fine I, I mean it's funny uh, as much as I, I was we've been bagging on the extravagant 90s uh, band names and how terrible they are this one is a very simple band name that's somehow just as bad the Suns the Suns could have been they were also S-O-N-S. thinking about the Suns featuring Fred Astaire's asshole yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the inalienable right <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah no this uh, isn't bad I um I kind of dig this song. It's, you know, little Spin Doctors-y, little Gin Blossoms-y. Yeah, this is, uh, it's as good as a song can be without making any impression on me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will never recognize a song if I hear it, like, in a coffee shop. Yeah. I like that it's, like, you know, it's The Suns featuring Brett Riley. Like, if you were already, like, a fan of The Suns. And Brett Riley, you were like really stoked when this track came out. You're like, ooh, Brett Riley is on with the Suns? They get Brett on there? Jeez. (laughs) Too much of a good thing. Uh, This song's playing when they uh, have just scammed Seabass for the first time, the scene we just talked about a little bit ago. Um, Cruising away, making their getaway. You ever uh, spit in somebody's burger, Chris? I have never spit in anybody's food. Maybe my brother's or something. Oh, Jesus. Um, oh my a couple God. of weeks ago, I think I did that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I've done something. No, no, I've never never thrown a drink in anybody's face, never spit in anybody's food. How about you guys? I don't think I've ever fucked with somebody's food. I mean, I worked in a pizza place for a while. I think that the, the, the most fucked up thing we would do is if somebody, we would get like a big order and it'd be like two pepperoni, like vegetarian, and then like three... You know, you decide. And we'd be like, oh, you want us to decide? Yeah. Then you just, like, make a shitty pizza with a bunch of things people don't want to eat Put together. Put your balls on it and stuff? No. Nope. Is that what you're talking about? Just regular food. <laughs> just regular food. Uh, I have, yeah, I haven't uh, done any service industry gigs, so I don't really, I can't really have the opportunity to do that, I guess. But how about you, Nick? Uh, I used to work at a place called Fire and Ice in uh, in Boston, in uh, Copley, yeah, Copley Square. And uh, 
We would crop dust tables quite a bit. That was kind of like our workers' pastime. Yeah. Um, but you know, not too much. Ma- the food was already terrible. And like <laughs> punishment enough. Yeah, the food was just inherently going to make you sick. So like anyone that ate there, we were already was just. That still, I, I remember that place being kind of expensive. I was in grad uh, school. I guess everything was expensive. Kind of like a low budget Benihana. Okay. Whoa. Except you like you go up you go up to a bar and you like pick out your raw food, you know, you get like a burger patty and then you take it up to this grill in the middle of the restaurant and you hand it to someone. I hate this. Yeah. It's so bad. And then you watch them cook it and you sit there and wait, uh, at this circular grill and then you get it back and you go sit down and you try to track down someone to pay at yeah. the end of the meal, but didn't always happen. So, <laughs> We were just walking around farting on people most of the time. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, we would get free meal tickets there. Uh, I worked as a host there for like a year. Nice. And, uh, you know, I ate there twice and I got super sick both times. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Not, yeah. Well, Careful out there, people. No. Ben, Benny, nice. Benny Hanna never inspired a hit HBO series, so... <laughs> I yeah. think you should uh, put the song of fire on us. Walk with a little pride, a little jump in your yeah, yeah. You're part of something big. Chris, you should get a service job in the I middle know. Of, in, in the middle of this uh <laughs> I know thing I, that I'm we're embarrassed in. to admit that I never have. But I mean, you know, on the plus side, I haven't spit in anybody's food. And if I yeah. got a job, I absolutely would. <laughs> you know me. You guys know me. <laughs> this guy spits. <laughs> Where are we at? It's that a medical was... condition. All right, Nikki. I think it's break time. Am I wrong? Uh, you are correct. It is break time. I think after the break, we have a game that somebody put together. Maybe it was you. I have a little game put together for us. Uh, I have an edition of Super Group. Oh, oh, okay. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. It's been so long. I don't even remember what that is. Uh, and then at the end of the episode, we are going to add a song to the track listing Spotify playlist, our favorite a uh, dumb song or a song about dumb people or a song that is dumb or we're dumb. I don't know. Dumb song. We're working on it. <laughs> These mics sound great. Though. Yeah, 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 this right is together. amazing. Back in Woo! the studio. Back in the studio. <laughs> we'll be right back. What's up, track listeners? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this, is, this is the new way we're doing track No, no, let's, let's no, go no, with no, it. No, this no, is no, going no. well. Are we doing this? Okay, hey, okay, guys, okay. Uh, we love to hear from you, so uh, please reach out to us on a variety of different uh, social medias. You can find us on Instagram. That's at tracklistingpodcast. Uh, you can rate and review in the iTunes store, and you can email us at gmail tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com and uh, please tell your friends tell everybody you know that you think might enjoy the podcast about the podcast also I think iTunes doesn't exist anymore but whatever <laughs> 2020 here yeah. we come uh, Spotify you can follow our uh, official tracklisting playlist on Spotify and you know send in your own recommendations Spotify still exists today's episode is brought to you by Lisa Mattresses our unofficial sponsor <laughs> we're all laying down as we record this I'm a purple guy to be honest I don't know. Purple. Bidding war. <laughs> Lisa, purple. Find it out for us. Come at us, purple. We love y'all. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Track Listing with the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. But before we get back, we do have a game that I have prepared for us this time. Yeah. Audience applause. This is our edition of the game Supergroup. 
for first time listeners to the game, Supergroup is a game that we have uh, lifted from a British uh, game show called Only Connect. And our version of the game is uh, three audio clues, and you were trying to guess what is going to come fourth in the sequence. So, for example, maybe clue one would have north in the title of the song, and the second would be south, east, west. You'd be, you know. That's not a bad one. That's, that's a bad one. Yeah, that's really <laughs> It was northeast. Yeah. North. Sometimes it's a band. Sometimes, sometimes you mix it up. Sometimes it's, uh, it's in the lyrics. But, uh, yeah, yeah, let's get into it. I did a great job of explaining that. <laughs> north, blue, down, left. Yeah, you know how the game goes. Start A. Yeah. So... You guys are going to try to tell me what is uh, what you would expect to hear. All right, we'll work as a team. Work as a team. You guys ready for round one? I'm ready. I'm ready. Here's clue one. Radiohead, yeah. but I don't know what track or what album is off of. I think it's off of what was after OK Computer? It's like Kid A. I thought Kid A was before OK Computer. Nope. No, no, no. You're right. All right. You're right let's, you're let's hear the second clue. Yeah. Here is clue two. I'm so greedy. I'm so hungry. Won't you feed me? Was that first one? I'm so alone, and this is I'm so hungry. I don't know. I've never heard that song before in my life. I don't think I'm lonely. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I think is that like TV on the radio or something? I don't know. Let's hear the third clue. Here's clue three, baby. Last Christmas, mm-hmm. Wham, Radiohead, Last Christmas, Radio, Give It Away, Something Special Is It Lyric, oh god, no, I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> I think you guys might benefit from hearing uh, the answer let's hear to it. round yeah, yeah. one, let's and, it, and let's see if you can piece it together. Go backwards. Was this having to do with the vacation movies or something? Because you've got Christmas Vacation. Uh, is this National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? It is. <laughs> okay. That is correct. Okay. All right, so so it's very good. Radiohead Chris. National. 
Uh, and then Lampoon is by who was that band? Shame. Shame. Okay. The, believe it or not, there's a song called Lampoon by the band Shame. <laughs> Shame. It's a <laughs> contemporary uh, punk band out of the UK. Uh, the first track was uh, the national anthem. That's right. Off yeah, yeah. Of today. Okay. That's good. Okay. <laughs> and uh, of course, we heard "Last Christmas" by Wham, and then uh, last was "Vacation" by the Go Go's. Okay. That is a National Lampoon Christmas vacation. Shit, good job. I would not have well, gotten that one. Yeah. Well, very good. Chris. Maybe a bonus point is what. <laughs> I don't get the full right. point. Round two. Round, round two. Round two. I'm all warmed up by not knowing what the fuck is going on. <laughs> that Kid A song throws everybody off. <laughs> Here is clue one. What I wanted was to be good, to do everything in true, to do everything in true. You bloody motherfucking asshole. Are you bloody motherfucking asshole? Are you bloody motherfucking asshole? Are you bloody motherfucking asshole? So I've never heard that song. The vocals sound a little bit familiar. Okay. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I was like, it sounds a little like Kate Bushy, but I don't think she would mm-hmm. ever sing that. But All right, let's hear Clue 2. Clue 2. She's an She's faster than a white wall. So that song, Does that song a, sound familiar to you guys? A little bit more familiar. I kind of feel like it might be from the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. It reminds me a little bit of like Dump Truck, like some of those. It's, it's uh, kind of swampy. It, it's not from Scott Pilgrim, but it is from an episode that we have done that we have had a guest on. Okay. Mm. All right, let's listen to the third clue. Here's clue three. Just move on up toward your destination. Though you may find from time to time complication. All right, so that is Curtis, Curtis Mayfield, Mayfield with Move, move on, on Up. up yeah. I don't think it's the impressions. I think it's Curtis Mayfield. It is. That is correct. Ah. <sighs> Is it something to do with June? So like March, uh, March, April, May. The the hint is in the artist name for <laughs> this round. Okay, so yeah, okay. And I think, oh man, May. So you guys haven't heard ever heard the song the the first round. You've never heard that before. <laughs> I don't or, think the, so. or the second one. I guess we have I guess heard, we have it, heard but... the second one. Okay, the the artist for round one, uh, the song "Bloody Motherfucking Asshole." <laughs> That is by Martha Wainwright. Okay. Oh, I, I know who that is. I've not have heard. That's like uh, Loudon Wainwright's and uh, Rufus Rufus's sister Loudon's daughter. Wainwright. Ah, uh, right. Wayne. Field. Curtis. Mayfield. Wainwright. Let's hear clue two <laughs> one more time. See if you guys can try to remember what film oh, this fuck. is from. Okay. She's an eight ball. She's a Faster than a white wall She's got an avalanche packed in a snowball She's losing all the leeches like a stone wall She's loaded up, she's 
It's gotta be like a one of the more contemporary soundtracks we've done. Of course. Um, it's from the nineties. And we had a guest on that one. And it's not we haven't had that many guests. It could have been on like an Empire Records. Or... It's it's a it's it's a film that's yeah. kind of like a bougie uh bougie high school drama. Is it clueless? Like, cruel or... intentions. The name of that track is Coming Up From Behind. <laughs> just just play the answer. Just yeah, play, yeah, the, play answer. the answer. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. I don't want to get to the answer quite yet. I don't May, see if you guys are... Mayfield, Wainwright, Martha Wayne, Martha, Curtis. Clue, clue two, Coming Up From Behind is from Marcy Playground. Oh, oh that's right. Okay. Uh, play. Wayne. Way. May. May. <laughs> you guys are getting close. Uh, is it alphabetical? Wait, say the uh, artists for those three rounds. So it's Martha, Martha Wainwright, Wainwright Marcy, uh, Marcy Playground, Playground, Curtis Mayfield. Martha. No, it's the. <laughs> Martha, Marcy. Curtis. Curtis. Martha, Marcy, and Curtis. Chris is so close. Like Marsha, Marcy, are these? Was like, there that uh, a, there was like a movie that was like Al uh, Bundy or something? It was one of the Olsen. I never watched. It, it was the Olsen sister that wasn't one of the twins. The one from the Avengers movies. Maybe it was, it was like Elizabeth Olsen. Martha, may Martha something. Martha may, Washington. Martha something. May I? Is it like I? Like uh? You are thinking of the right thing. Uh, so it'd be I. I. Uh, I am Carly. Iron Man. I. <laughs> Let's hear the answer. Unsere beiden Schatten sahen wie so it has to be the, the artist. If if you were thinking the song Lily Marlene by Marlene Dietrich, um, you would have been correct. Marlene. It was a I never saw this movie. It was about like a cult, right? This is the two thousand eleven thriller starring Elizabeth Olsen, Martha Marcy May Marlene. Oh fuck. Uh, okay. I don't even know the it's name. Martha of this movie. Wainwright <laughs> with bloody motherfucking asshole. Marcy Playground with coming up from behind Curtis Mayfield with move on up and Marlene Dietrich with Lily Marlene. Fuck man. All right. Fuck, so we're in the Scary movies. Stuff. We're in movies. We are in the movies. <laughs> We're talking about movies. Chris is sweating from that pasta. <laughs> Chris had a pasta break. Are you guys ready for round three? Oh, Every God. couple hours, I have right. to do a pasta break. Round Carb three. up. Round three. Let's do it. Here is clue one. And these are going to be some audio clips from some movies. You want to be a champion. Well, let me tell you, people don't want a champion. They want to eat cheeseburgers, play the lotto, and watch television. Hey, how did you get like this? I want to know. It wasn't one thing, I can tell you that. Go on. I just don't think I can continue to live in a place that embraces and nurtures apathy as if it was a virtue. You 
Morgan. Yeah, that was Morgan Freeman yeah, and Morgan Brad Freeman. Pitt in Seven, right? Seven with a S E. Seven. Seven. Listeners, write in with the spelling of. I think it's got to be seven. I can't think. I couldn't. I couldn't recognize. Brad Pitt sounded like John Travolta for a second, but. Um, yeah, okay, it's Morgan Freeman. Let's guess. I think it is seven. Okay. 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 Here is clue two. It's real. I hope y'all ready. This shit is about to be on the dragon up in this bitch. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Gotta do this coin toss. And being that Papa Doc is a defending champion, you get to choose. What do you want to do? Heads or tails? Heads. Heads. Okay. Who goes first? Let that bitch go first. Yeah, I know you guys look like you're feeling good. Yeah, it's eight mile. <laughs> yeah, that's like first the, one, uh, seven. The, one of the rap battle scenes from Eight Mile. It's the final rap battle where where Rabbit makes uh, yeah. can't remember his name blank on the set. Papa Doc was the was who he's going against. So right. eight. Nine, seven, seven, eight, so nine heads in a duffel bag, maybe. Is that what we're gonna hear next? And then ten. What's a movie that starts with ten? Uh let's hear the third clue and I'll I'll okay. think about ten. Okay. Here is clue three. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working nine to five. That we played the full clip for that one. <laughs> Tens. A movie that starts with ten. What would you guys expect to hear for the answer? Uh, ten things I hate about yeah, you. A that's a good one. Uh, maybe Heath Ledger singing. What What does he sing in Ten Things I Hate About You? I love you, baby. If it's quite all right, not pretty, baby. Yeah, what, let's hear the answer to uh, round three. Let's hear that clip. You're just too good to hey! be true. Can't take million points off of you. Good job. Very good, guys. That was uh, seven, eight mile, nine to five, and ten things I hate about you. Movies ascending in numerical value, starting with seven. Nice. <laughs> well done. All right. All right. Good job. And we ended on a high note. Did we end it, or is it another round? There are three rounds, but also uh, <laughs> Chris did mention uh, nine heads in a duffel bag, but one of the uh, the title is eight heads in a duffel bag. Eight heads in a duffel bag. Twelve. Okay. And. <laughs> I was debating whether or not of playing uh, this for clue number two. What are you doing? Where are you going? Get your hands off me, you goon. Don't fuck with me. Grandma! That is the scene where Joe Pesci throws the grandma out of the van. 
I still have not seen that and movie. Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag with David Spade, Joe Pesci, and a, and a whole cast of characters. You guys are always talking about the movie. I'm very okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Nikki, for thank putting together a yeah, yeah, Thank great. you, guys. It's fun very, to play. very good. Ooh, rough. All right, let's jump back into the soundtrack. We are coming in hot on track number 10. This is Green Jelly with the Bear Song. I do not miss this genre of music, uh, but Green Jelly was one of the first uh, CDs that I bought, uh, it, it, the album that had Three Little Pigs on it. And I mean, the only reason and honesty that I bought it is because uh, the CD came with a uh, Green Jelly Slammer. Ooh. Pogs. Yeah. Yeah, a Pogs. Big reason to buy an album back in the day. Man. Free Pogs. They got $20 Free of my money. <laughs> I remember um, a friend of mine, we didn't have MTV, but a friend of mine, I was like like growing up out in the woods, somebody had, I think it was the Canadian uh, channel, The Box. I don't know if you guys know about this. It was like a, uh, it was a music video channel where people, you would call in and like request music videos and the three little pigs green jelly it was like a stop motion or it was like claymation type. Yeah. Of, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And that was like in heavy rotation for a little bit. And for some, I think I must have been like fucking 12 or something. Yeah. Not by the hair of my chinny chin. So bad. Everything about this band. Yeah. I should say like, uh, we were talking, uh, off mic, we were talking about Tool earlier. Um, the drummer for this band and also I think Maynard did, uh, vocals on one of the records for a couple songs or something. This, oh. There's heavy tool connection. Oh, D- Dana Carey, the uh, tool drummer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a drummer for Green the, Jelly. Their Spotify <laughs> the artist profile. Fan? Like one of the band members in Green Jelly on the profile is just doing like a shrug, like Oopsie. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know man. what yeah. I don't know what this is. People keep paying me. This is I crazy. Keep hitting my uh, sticks to something. How is this famous? <laughs> they were originally they were called Green Jello and they got sued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that claymation uh it's it's worth watching because uh, it's it's a little dis- on the disturbing side <laughs> it's uh, a little disturbing but uh yeah i mean it's like it's on the level of like andrew dice clay hickory dickory go just like trying to like uh hardcore up like um, old nursery rhymes like come on guys <laughs> Where is uh where is this green jelly song uh, happening in Dumb and Dumber? It's uh while they're waiting for Mental to eat his Dante's Inferno burger. That's right. And then he realized, This would be the song playing in like a hot sauce joint yeah. on the off the highway. It makes okay. sense where it's yeah. playing, you know, but this yeah, is it where it would have been country. <laughs> Pretty much everything would have been country music, but that's why true. don't you uh, eat up and we'll tell you. Yeah, why don't you eat up and we'll tell <laughs> Yeah. That's when he, he realizes that they're actually just a bunch of idiots. He's like, <laughs> you morons takes the bite and he's like, Ah my Elsa. My Elsa. Also yeah, they pick him up. <laughs> his his plan to like wave him down and like hit, hitch a ride is so convoluted you know if he thinks they're like contract killers or like really like like they're not gonna stop and pick him up you know what i mean he's, he's blown away by how good these guys are yeah 
<laughs> like, yeah, they're not going to pick up some random hitchhiker. But. Are we uh, are we dipping our toes into plot holes now? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. So the husband uh, of Mary Swanson, not Mary Samsonite, has been uh, kidnapped. <laughs> and uh, what else is, I, I don't know. It took a while to kind of piece together what was happening. It's a lot of like inconsistencies and like random cuts. Yeah, the plot has always been secondary uh, to just the entertainment of this movie. But what is it? Family friend Nicholas has uh, held Mary's husband uh, hostage and is, you know, has some ransom money that has accidentally got Yeah, it's like the ransom drop is supposed to happen in uh, Providence for some reason mm-hmm. that's never explained. Correct. <laughs> and uh, nobody seems that concerned about getting the money back, either the bad guys or the good guys. It's, mm-hmm. oh, it's very confusing. I mean, and there was how much money was in that briefcase? I don't think there was enough to warrant their like spending that you see in the movie. Like he <laughs> buys like a Lamborghini Diablo. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably leasing it. He's probably leasing yeah. it for the night. Uh, like two hundred seventy-five thousand IOU. Might want to hang on to that yeah. one. <laughs> IOUs, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I'm not a big fan of this movie. I never want to like. I feel like people uh, they see uh, you know the title of one of our episodes, and if it's a movie they like, they want to listen to it. So I apologize to anybody (laughs) whose favorite movie this is. Yeah, I apologize to uh, Tanner Oberzon who was like, "Ah, do the uh, um, what is it? The ninja? What's the? Oh yeah, Beverly uh, Beverly Hills Hills Ninja." Ninja. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, sure." And we did it. We just trashed it. And then I see Tanner at a wedding, and he's like, "Dude, I'm sorry about the wreck." And I was like, "No, man." Oh, oh my god we're I told, assholes i told some people assholes. we were recording the soundtrack and they were like oh my god yeah hell yeah and i was like <laughs> hell I was, yeah i was like yeah do you remember any songs from the soundtrack they were like no great movie <laughs> i like, think no, no, yeah. we're reviewing the soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> it's a flawed podcast i guess <laughs> i was like butthole surfers yeah. Like, oh yeah butthole surfers yeah, love the butthole no, proclaimers no. yeah <laughs> Jesus. all right nigga what do we got next We've got track number 11. This is The Lupins with Take. Take. Take a picture. Take. A little time. Take my hand and whatever fits you. Take my peace of mind. No need to dig through the dumpster for all the stuff you thought that you'd left soundtrack is edgy <laughs> this song it's, it's the thing is it's like ah this is kind of bad it's like oh it's actually kind of all right it's all right it's, you know it's all right i just it reminds me a little bit of when we did the uh review of so i married an axe murderer mm-hmm. shout out to out, andrea moore yeah, yeah. it turned out that the music was really good in that <laughs> i was like what the fuck <laughs> and in this it's like i feel like this soundtrack <laughs> is not nearly as bad as it should be but it's also not good it's like yeah. that song, you're kind of like, oh, like at first you're like, this is fun. And you're like, oh, that part's kind of good. It's like, oh, I kind of like You that may part. remember the Lupins from maybe just this soundtrack. There's a if lot. you owned it. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, mentions of uh, a lot of these bands. It's like they appeared on the Dumb and Dumber sound. And you're like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, this is their claim to fame, guys. Yeah. Lupin, yeah. what is that, Latin for wolf? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Jeez. Like I think so. This is playing while they're at the gas station that uh, Seabass assaults Lloyd uh, Christmas at. Oh, yeah. He's like and, uh, standing and he sees on the wall, he sees like for manly love, yeah. meet here at 
like 2.45 a.m. Yeah. on this day. 2.15, and he's like, and he's like hmm. Nah. <laughs> uh, Seabass is also very surprised when he, like, busts into the stall and finds that it's uh, Lloyd. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> How <laughs> exciting. <laughs> very disturbing scene. Well, it's that uh, there's the fine line between... Um, you know, love and hate sometimes, <laughs> especially I think with uh, anonymous bathroom sex. You know what I mean? So, ah, a familiar face. This is great. Um, <laughs> this is. Uh, <laughs> you put all that food on my tab. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, you won't believe what happens next. <laughs> Harry's also filling up at the gas station at this point, which this adds uh, another fold into the plot. Just, I guess there's like an undercover agent tailing him. Oh, this is yeah. What he's FBI the is behind them the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all in on it. And then, you know, later in the movie, they're like, he's like, wait, what if he shot me in the face? <laughs> when they give him like the, the wire and the, the bulletproof, uh, the bulletproof vest. vest. And he's like, well, that was a risk we were willing to take. <laughs> Just, we don't care if you get shot in the face. <laughs> all right, Nikki, what do we got next? Coming in on track number 12, this is D-Light with You Sexy Thing. Delight. Delight. Delight, um, it's probably one of the better one-hit wonders, uh, especially of the 90s, I would say. That what is what is their song? I can't remember. Groove is in the heart. Groove is in the heart, which like heavily samples. Uh, it's got Woo! it's got Bootsy Collins in it, but it, it heavily samples like a Herbie Hancock song. Yeah, love that track. But it's really fucking good, and it's yeah. still good. Uh, this is fucking real bad. Real bad <laughs> cover of a hot chocolate song. Yeah, I hate this cover. This is a bad cover in my opinion. Yeah. What do you guys think? I like the groove. Um, I mean, yeah, the original is much better and funkier and more danceable even. I would say. Um, probably more current to the 90s. <laughs> trying to remember where this is playing. It's during the shopping spree. Or they've returned from the shopping spree. Oh, uh, that's right. The, you know. He's like tipping people and like yeah. fanning <laughs> out $100 bills. <laughs> See that? Yeah. Those, scenes, dream. those scenes know, are man. really good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like the Rich Dicks thing is, is really good. And they're like fucking neon cowboy. Like. Oh, they're tuxedo outfits. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the blue the hitting, and the orange. The caning each other thing <laughs> is so fucking funny. Did you guys see, um, I think he was on <laughs> Fallon. Uh, where like Jeff Daniels is just having like a normal interview. Maybe it was Jimmy Kimmel. I can't remember which one. And then like out of nowhere comes you know Jim Carrey from the Wings, and everyone's like, yeah. And then like <laughs> like Jeff Daniels like is like, oh you like you know smiling and shaking his head, and he's like, get over here. But in my head, I'm just like. Jeff Daniels is probably like, can I just have one interview? <laughs> just give me one, man. Jeff Daniels, like, playing nice in those interviews where Jim Carrey shows up, like, took a steep turn downhill at some point. Yeah. Like, when they started doing press junkets for Dumb and Dumber 2 and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Like, Jim Carrey is just acting like an idiot during the interviews, and, like, Jeff Daniels is sitting there, like, like a refined <laughs> actor. Just like, like, oh, man, can we just do this? And then Jim will finally, like you know give jeff a second to speak and just like <laughs> it's all you jim yeah 
It's all you. And, and yeah, it was like I knew to just, you know, take the back seat to Jim. <laughs> and even in like, you know, his appearance with Jimmy Kimmel like last week, you know, mm-hmm. and as of late, he's just kind of like frustrating for the talk show host because mm-hmm. he's like really overdoing it and like taking his time and trying to like be slapsticky. Yeah. And there's it's not really like the the style anymore. Yeah. And, you know, you can just see Fallon or Kimmel just sitting there like, all right, we gonna, we gonna start the interview at some point. His, uh, his last SNL appearance wasn't great because they're like, Oh, it's Jim Carrey. Give him all these like really like broad, like slapsticky things. And I think you're right. Like, I don't think that slapstick humor really is what the, it doesn't land the way that it used to. And like, don't we don't, we don't have time for it, especially like now. Yeah. Yeah. It's We're just it, like, let's get to the meat and bones of what, whatever, you know, someone's talking about. Well, we went from like the big broad slapsticky stuff to like the mumble core humor of like the, you know, Judd Apatow Judd Apatow, sort yeah. of thing. And then like Will Ferrell kind of, he's still broad, but not in the same way. You know what I mean? The confident idiot sort of humor, but right. I don't know. I, uh, there was one more Jim Carrey thing I was going to shit on him for. <laughs> which, which I think Cut it's kind of weird that he's like doing his like, he's simultaneously doing his woke Jim Carrey stuff while also saying that like he doesn't want to fit into the old mold of what people expected him to be, Yeah, which was this over the top guy that he sometimes tries to be in interviews and it just never like rubs off the right way. And, it, you know, he ends up just annoying people these days. Even it, when he was on uh, Comedians in Cars getting coffee. Yeah. You know, he's like standing up in the booth with Seinfeld. And Seinfeld's like, what is, what is this guy doing? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to do this eyedropper. Th- and, and yeah, what he's doing when he's standing up in the booth is like, oh, this, um, this is, uh, it's called like neurologic, uh, like, I don't know, <laughs> like some sort of like crazy um, eugenics or something. Or not eugenics, but new, neugenics maybe. New, yeah. Some kind of brain so, stimulant nonsense. Yeah, and you're he's like, onto some Jesus. weird shit these days. Yeah. But uh, you know, his paintings are. Uh, I don't know, Caleb. As the artist, I'm not going to get into the paintings, but I want to. <laughs> I do want to talk a little bit about uh, like famous rich people and their drug regiments because I feel like it's something that's <laughs> for, is is not talked about much. But the fact that we were talking <laughs> earlier about uh, Wilfred Brimley, yeah, man, how rest he, in peace. Uh, yeah. He just passed away, but there's a kind of a famous fact about how old uh, Brimley is in the movie Cocoon. Yeah, Cocoon. He's like. In it, he's he, I think he's younger than uh, Brad Pitt is now. Yeah, he's like fifty years old in Cocoon because that was in the eighties. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like you uh, you read about people like Joe Rogan. People are like, oh yeah, I'm on like this hormone and this hormone. There's like a lot of like <laughs> eating elk meat. Yeah, you're like <laughs> I'm like a middle aged guy who has enough money and like the uh, you know the time to like get into these weird like uh, rich guy drug regimens. And there's a thing, I think we're going to slowly realize that real rich people are never getting older, but like regular people aren't going to realize that it's happening until like 10 years later that they're, and it's like, I mean, Jim Carrey is like in, he's, you know, he's got the attention and he's got the money to probably do the thing where he's like, you're going to check in with him like 10 years later. It's like, Jim, your, your, your beard's a little gray, but you look the fucking same. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing these like weird eye drops and stuff. What's Paul Rudd's secret? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you, people don't age anymore, and yeah. it's not just cutting Rudd's out the cards, good. Nick. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's also watch like, out for that pasta. It's it's uh, plastic surgery is getting better too. Like that's the other thing, and like more like 
We only didn't like plastic surgery back in the day because it looked bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like I think it still I think it still looks bad. I, I I disagree because I bet most of the people that have had it you didn't even realize like they 10 had years it. ago they got it uh yeah like the last like five years like they've just done little like touch-up injections and stuff and i bet you'd never even know that they had it mm-hmm. and so who cares then you know what i mean yeah i mean there have been a couple of tom cruise movies where uh i remember there was like a one of the jack reacher ones i think the second jack reacher movie yeah and there's like a hotel uh bedroom scene he takes off his shirt and he's doing kind of like a Spencer Tracy, like a uh, like <laughs> chest, old like chest thrust, where yeah. he, and he's got kind of like a muscle loaf, yeah, on his front body. And you're like, oh yeah, you're like a an old man, yeah, with a young man's head. <laughs> and and uh, he's on like revision uh, teeth number three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think his teeth can get face. any more perfect at this yeah, point. He's praying to the fucking alien volcan- like volcano gods. Oh, and- yeah, <laughs> the Thetans. By the way, we I did talk like, about Thetans. We talked about Thetans. We talked about them. If you want to talk about Thetans, uh, what are we going to talk about Thetans? <laughs> direct <laughs> messages. Um, yeah, Wilfred Brindley was 49 in Cocoon. And, like, I guess he's. I'm fucking like, 39. <laughs> Dude, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. And he's playing, like, an aged man. I mean, I am 10 years away from having to, to swim with alien cocoons <laughs> just to be able to, to get an erection. <laughs> Oh no. Mickey, you, Mickey, what do we got next? Nootropic <laughs> eye drops coming up next. Nootropics. That's what they We are coming in on the last track on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack, track number 13, The Proclaimers, with Get Ready. So fiddly pee, fiddly dumb. Look out, baby, cause here I come. I'm bringing you a love that's true, so get ready. Caleb did mention that we had some uh, awesome covers <laughs> on this soundtrack, some really cool covers. I like, I, I've been on the record and I, I maintain that it's uh, like charming and good when Scottish, Irish, and even English bands uh, sing with recognizable accents. Yeah. But that kind of goes out the windows when you're doing like a classic Motown song. And you're like, fiddly doo and fiddly dum, and you're like, oh, what is going on with these fucking, <laughs> these fucking twins with the Scottish accent? Are they yeah. Scottish? Yeah, yeah I think it was Scottish. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, Smokey Robinson song uh, written for the Temptations, but this That's is right. a real fucking punch to the nuts. It's still a great song. Like you can still like see the great song through the fog. Yeah, this like bullshit cover to the fog of these thick Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> just like, I think I think there's a song in there. Yeah, you're very true. Like like ah, it's somewhere in there. I, uh, I hear it. It's funny because I feel like they're trying to do like a Wallflowers cover where they're not they're not trying to change it. They're trying to just yeah. do the actual song. It sounds like a Wallflowers kind of production too. That organ yeah. in the 90s. And it's uh-huh. it's very anachronistic. Like it doesn't sound right in the '90s. It doesn't sound right in the '80s. If we were going to send doesn't out sound right now, one song into space, <laughs> press it to gold, send it to the aliens. <laughs> Library of Congress, awesome songs collection. There it's, has to be like a little uh, explainer that this is a cover of a much better song. Yes, 
Yeah, on on what we send out, it's like engraved <laughs> on the plate. Yeah, be like before on you, the satellite. Before you listen to what we have to offer, you should know that. Look up the original. Yeah. You, if you come, if you come and visit us, you're gonna hear a much better version of this. Yeah, that's how they More we entice. Authentic. We entice the alien. <laughs> yeah, that's how we draw we them in. That original. <laughs> First of all, aliens, do you have twins? We have twins. Sometimes they're Scottish. Goodness. That'll really draw them in. I remember Proclaimers was like when Napster was first coming out. I was like, oh, I love like, you know, I was thinking of all the songs. I was like, oh, walk 5,000 miles or whatever, 500 miles. I love that song. I wonder what else the Proclaimers have to offer. It was like one of the first bands I was going to explore their oeuvre on on Napster when I was like in sixth grade. And uh, yeah, I didn't have anything. (laughs) So I listened to like... Didn't make it. I think in in the UK, UK, I think there was one other song that I I can't name right now. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They they might have... uh, they're one of the biggest one-hit wonders of all time, uh, in, at least in the U.S. But um, they may, maybe they have some good stuff in their car. I love that Celtic sort of Scottish. Yeah, I'm going to be 500 miles. It's got like th- almost 400 million streams on Spotify. I'm mm-hmm. on my way mm-hmm. is their other big hit. And Sunshine on Lathe. Mm. But, you know. But, you know. Sean Mullins, I guess, didn't think it was uh, worthy stuff to get on Napster. Okay. <laughs> Probably got his name wrong. <laughs> Sean, it's not Mullins. Yeah, who's Sean Mullins? I think he's a one-hit wonder. We got to rate this soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. That's the oh, end boy. of the soundtrack. All right. Well, zero to fifteen salt shakers. Zero to fifteen uh, IOUs. 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 Zero to fifteen IOUs. That's all points allowed. Chris, what do you think? Um. You know, it serves the purpose of the film, I think, better than we're giving it credit for. These songs individually are not ones that I would want to listen to all the time, but there's some... There's, it's pretty listenable. It um, does suit the film that I don't care for all that much. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go right down the middle of the road on this one. I'm gonna give this a 7.2. 7.2. All right, Nikki, what do you what do you think? I feel like the ethos of the movie... is fairly represented on the soundtrack and you've got uh half 90s road trip music a quarter question mark genre (laughs) you have an eighth like parappa the rappa (laughs) style music uh which is basically like the balance of the movie of of itself all wrapped into one thing yeah and like the inane side of the movie combined with the dark side is kind of represented in the soundtrack of and like the internal struggle of Lloyd's character, <laughs> which like right. this poor guy, man, he's just like really he's sick and tired. Yeah, you know, being sick and tired. I just want to take a road trip, mostly yeah. after listening to the soundtrack. And yeah. you know, I got to give this a eight point IOUs. Nice, eight point Okay, it's kind of a difficult. I I should say I've shit on this movie a little bit more than I probably should. I actually I enjoy this movie especially the second half. Um, I I want to give this... <laughs> this is one of the rare soundtracks that we've done where we talk... Uh, we lament that there are songs... There are terrible songs left off of the soundtrack. <laughs> where we're like, how dare they not include this shitty song? On the Boom shakalaka, <laughs> baby! <laughs> but that's kind of like, you know, when it's a 90s comedy, so the music shouldn't be like uh, good good. It should be like bad good. Or maybe good bad. 
Uh, I legitimately the the song by the Primitives is is a great song, um, even though uh, the version on here is a worse version. Of, the '95 mix. Yeah, the '95 mix. Yeah. Uh, the Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead is actually a pretty good cover of. Uh, it's. I might actually argue that it's a little bit more. It's pretty faithful, but maybe a little bit more interesting than the original. But there are <laughs> Dead Eye Dick, dude. <laughs> Hurdy Gurdy Man's a terrible cover of it. They make a bad song worse. Uh, you sexy thing is a terrible cover. Get ready is like a brutal cover. We didn't mention uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh yeah, um, Red Right Hand. Red Right Hand. Good call. Yeah. Thank Plenty you, Chris. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is the first time I've probably ever you know had heard that song mm-hmm. in that oh, scene yeah, where he gets sure. robbed by the little old lady on a didn't motorized even see it car. Coming. <laughs> Red Right Hand. Uh, so I got I got to give this soundtrack probably a five point six. Okay. Uh, I mean, what? And I think that uh, Crash by the Primitives probably accounts for about two and a half of those stars. So it's a great song. <laughs> Fair enough. Check Fair it out, people. I owe you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the last thing we have to do is add a track to the track listing Spotify playlist. Um, if you guys don't mind, I can go first. Go for it. We are adding our favorite um, dumb song or song about dummies. My song is about some dumb people. This is actually. A song that I recommended uh, individually to Chris not that long ago. I sent it to you. Um, from I believe it's from 2019. I don't have everything up uh, in front of me. But from 2019, it's a band called Drug Dealer from Los Angeles. And the song is called Fools. Gets you down. You can try, but it don't feel right. Oh, to light a candle for the underground. It's not the same song you remember. You can try, but it's just plain wrong. Yeah, so okay. definitely a throwback, like 70s AM gold. Um, I don't know if you'd say, what would you compare that to? Like a kind of late Fleetwood Mac? Chicago-y a little bit? It kind of reminds me of that song. I forget the artist's name. Caleb, you'll probably remember. It's that song that's like the year of the cat. Al Stewart. Al Stewart. Yeah, it's got that kind of vibe. It's yeah, very Al Stewart. I would say yacht rock. Yacht is, rock is like for a, sure. Yeah, uh, but I, you know, I love it. Even though it's it's definitely affected and uh, it's, there's like some. Uh, there's some pretty intense uh, saxophone work later in that track, but uh, <laughs> really like our it. favorite here on track listing. <laughs> fools, fools. It's a song called Fools. All yeah. right. I think Chris has got a song pulled up for us for a recommended track here. Yeah, this is a song uh, by a band called Crush uh, from 1996, and it's called Jellyhead. Let's take a listen to that. Some strong Venga Boys energy. <laughs> yeah, man. Some of that '96 uh, undanceable techno. 
um i i really liked that song when i would hear it like in carpool and stuff on the radio <laughs> but... say that's a musical genre that can only be described as gran turismo <laughs> <laughs> i love it already <laughs> need for speed baby um this is a pop duo from the uk and uh, this song charted uh, a little bit um uh, more so over there than over here but i remember hearing it when i was you know uh, but a wee child and yeah they're just like ripping on some girl for being a jelly head <laughs> which i was that was like the funniest term to call somebody oh, hey. <laughs> that's that's a fucking brutal takedown <laughs> <laughs> jelly head we've kind of brought back dum-dum as yeah. of lately but this bing, is a good bing one bong. yeah bing dum bong dum dum jelly head <laughs> i love it man <laughs> Uh, oh, you got that soft skull. Give <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jelly. But uh, there's not too much to say about that. They were like one of those bands. I think they were both um, former actresses. And mm. one of them was a child star for sure. But uh, shortly after this song, uh, one of the, the, the pop duo dropped out and they just like replaced her. And it's like, it's a duo. You can't. <laughs> you can't. But it's still crush. Still kicking. I think they were hanging around till like 2010 or so. So. Anyway, Jellyhead, great song. Check it out. All right, all right. Nikki, what do you got for us? I've got a track from 1967. This is from the album Hello, I'm Dolly by Dolly Parton. This is the title track, Dumb Blonde. I'll catch you in it. Don't try to make me feel sorry for you. Just because I'm blonde don't think I'm dumb because this dumb blonde We're very uh, spoiled in this episode. We get to hear uh, two tracks by Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. Man, she's so great. The best, man. I mean, she's not taking no crap from nobody. Just because I'm blonde, don't think I'm dumb. Because this blonde ain't nobody's fool. Ain't that right? Taught millions and millions of Alabama kids how to read, man. <laughs> yeah. She's awesome. Is that is the tattoo thing real? What's the tattoo thing? Yeah, Pete, like- you can get tattoos. <laughs> Yeah, man, those are real. <laughs> Thank you. Can't okay. wash them off. <laughs> I always wondered. Uh, no, supposedly she she has like sleeves of tattoos and always wears like shirts that cover everything up. Oh, oh, I've heard that too. Yeah, I, I think Leslie real. McDonald. I it was like one of those like maybe told me that. t-shirts that looks like you have tattoos, like those kind of like sheer long sleeve things. Yeah, I wonder I if it's a, maybe it's a bunch of like. Uh, like weird Nazi shit, or maybe it's a bunch of weird like uh, Lord of the Rings shit. Maybe it's a bunch of like Ed Hardy shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of Ed Hardy shit. Ed Hardy. I would cover that up. Yeah, especially if I was Dolly Parton. He's actually fuck. like an amazing tattoo artist, and it's just I think kind of an unfortunate turn that the brand <laughs> yeah. has like a negative connotation because he like poor Ed yeah. Hardy. <laughs> but our, our new podcast, <laughs> the Ed, Ed Hardy, the true story. Yeah, you know the the No Fear guy was actually a really good artist too. But just the him brand. and Stussy. You know, a lot of people don't give the big dog guy the enough big credit. Big dog guy, you know, dog. <laughs> his poetry was. Guy, if you can't run with a big dog, you, you know those people poems, don't focus yeah. on the dogs anymore. But he did a lot for dogs. <laughs> he did a lot for dogs. I was a, I was ones. a bugle boy kid. <laughs> Sometimes Gecko Limited. But, yeah. yeah. 
Bring it back to music. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, that was the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. We thank you guys for sticking with us. Thank Great you for, pick, Nikki. Thanks for picking it. Uh, yeah, stick around after the music. I think we have an extra treat for listeners. We have talked about Cameo on the podcast before. Chris has procured a special message for us from Fred Stoller, who uh, is in Dumb and Dumber, who says, uh, get off the phone. You may remember him. So uh, stick with us, and after the episode's over, we're going to play you the full uh, cameo clip, if uh, anyone's still out there. And we love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a pick from uh, Chris, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Any ideas? I've got a great idea. We might record it right after this episode. (laughs) We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Here's Fred Stoller. Hey, Nick and Kaleeb. I'm Fred Stoller. The original OG thrill seeker comedian, all these wannabes thinking they're, you know, ballsy. I drank milk that expired yesterday. With this pandemic, I washed my hands for only 19 seconds. I'm still out of control. I bought a pen. I left it overnight with the cap off. You can't stop me. Don't even try. Women schmimmin. But, you know, a lot of us are missing comedy, and Chris really misses you guys with the track listing podcast. So he thought I could give you a shout out and say, hey, you guys, he's he's missing you. I miss stuff. I, I like doing cameos. <laughs> you know, when Jerry's foot fell asleep, remember I said, you're lucky. At least you got something to do. So this gives me something to do. Nick, Khalib, Chris, we get to watch it. And uh, you'll be back soon. You know, do Zoom or something. But yeah, it, it's not like the personal interaction. You know, could you imagine the Dumb and Dumber scene if it was Zoom where I'm going, get off the phone and he punches me? It's not comedy. It's not quite the same. Going, get off the phone. Get off the phone and I wait till a fist comes through an iPhone. It's not quite the same, but you guys seem like really good guys. If you're fans of my comedy, you probably saw me on Norm's podcast. You know, it's Albert Fish. He's a real jerk. And you probably, I don't know, if you were around, I'd give you my phone finger from Drake and Josh, my last phone finger. But, uh, yeah, yeah, um, I guess I'm babbling now because this is my last cameo. Then what do I do? Uh, Now, now, you say now just like I do. Now, now, it's the same. Well, I won't forget you guys. I know I forgot Elaine at Katie Ash's party. I mean... I remember there was a the playing tic-tac-toe on the bathroom door, but it's about it. I'm actually just ordered a bunch of stuff. I'm such not a tech guy, but I want to try to do voiceover jobs for my apartment. <laughs> I will be freaking out. So you guys are probably tech guys. You know how to do your podcast. Now I'm actually going to check it out. I'm, uh, the track listing podcast. It's got to be on the internet. It's gotta be. Well, I guess you're familiar with my work. I always play the depressed guy, the shy guy, the annoying guy. That's acting. In real life, I'm Christian Bale doing a character, one of his characters. So this character appreciates you, guy. Thank you, uh, Fred Stoller. Fred Stoller's out of his mind. And we we really need to thank Fred Stoller for um, our new catchphrase. Yeah. 
It's got to be on the internet. It's got to be on the internet. It's got to be on the internet. Track listing podcast. <laughs> See you guys next week.